spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 wet and rainy Tuesday. Oh. Happy Tuesday. We got the... Get your fireworks over there. Are you okay? No, that's the storm. Oh, it's moving storm. in. It's I got it. Keeping it's a wet and waning. There's a ton of flooding up north. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They're evacuating places. Uh, it is in. They were showing earlier the uh, how bad it is in certain places in the West. Hmm. Last year, like we had virtually no rain here. We got like 13 inches in certain places. L.A. had less than a half an inch. They have 20 inches of rain so far. It's unbelievable. That's, and we need it in the West. I know you hate it, but we need it. All right. Uh, earlier today, Joe Falacci joined us. Who is that? Uh, you might hear from him a lot now. He is the owner of Old Station Subs, and he is right in the middle of the zone. Would you say he's become kind of the face now of of what is going on downtown and the the homeless problem yeah. and a business owner? He's kind of become the face, and he got you know New York Times did a thing on him. Yeah. It is it's it is it's going around. People, I'm telling you this now. Let's not become San Francisco. San Francisco. Right. We got to nip this in the bud because it seems like we're headed there fast. So we've got hundreds of tents in downtown Phoenix. We've got thousands of people living on the street. Okay. We had uh, a couple of months ago a fetus burned right on the street near a dumpster. Today, a body burned inside of a dumpster. We've got rapes, drugs, and mental illness. And it's all in downtown Phoenix. And Joe Falacci has this business. And, you know, he joined us uh, at 4 o'clock. So, a couple things. How bad is it outside your shop, Joe? Listen to this. It's really, really bad. You know, because my customers sit out the back porch there, and they're eating, and people are doing all sorts of weird things. What are they doing, Joe? They're defecating. They're peeing. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of uh, yelling, a lot. And there's occasional fights and occasional clothes being taken off. Listen, it goes without saying, when you go to a restaurant, what Joe just said, it's very unappetizing. No one wants to be around that. No one wants to see it. No one wants to smell that. Nobody wants to step over human fecal matter, any fecal matter, to get to a place to eat and or see people doing drugs or maybe potentially having sex somewhere. So Joe said he called the governor's office last year, and what they told him was, we can't do anything about it. It's hard to believe. Okay. What else? Who have you talked to from whether it's the governor's office in the past or city council? I know tomorrow night they're supposed to be having an emergency meeting about this. Have you talked to anybody in particular down there that has said we're, we're working on it or is it just a lot of phone tag? Uh, yeah, most, you know, they haven't helped us. And that's why, you know, we're, we're suing the city. You know, we're not asking for any any monetary uh, assistance. We just want our neighborhood back. We want to be like everybody else. You know, we want to run a business without people peeing and pooping. You know, we want to run a business without people coming into your business and screaming and yelling. And, and I mentioned this yesterday. I mean, 25 years ago, there wasn't a lot going on in downtown other than to go see the Suns. Yeah. Now they've got restaurants, bars, uh, you know, they've got Chase Field that was built 25, 26 years ago. Uh, and uh, this this problem with the encampment is going to get worse. I mean, we already had a dead body in a dumpster today burned. It's going to get worse. And you know what's going to happen? Downtown is not going to be a destination place anymore. It's going to be the opposite. People are going to flee it. 
you're going to end up like, you know, earlier we're talking to somebody in here about like Detroit. Nobody lives in Detroit anymore. Everybody moved out of there. San Francisco, people are fleeing. People that are coming in, well, those aren't really the people that are bringing taxes and making your city better. And we better figure out what's going to happen because this will take root and it will spread. And it'll spread out from Phoenix to other parts of the cities, surrounding cities and state. A lot of times you can look around the United States and say, let's make sure this that we, we're not this. Let's make sure we're not San Francisco. Let's make sure we're not Portland. Let's make sure, you know, um, we're not parts of L.A. Ugh, this, uh, this is getting worse and worse in downtown Phoenix. The neighborhood is gone. What do you do with these people? That's the question. Do you just allow them to live there? Because, you know, these, these you know, people in suits that think they know the best and they're political, you know, folks. Well, let's just leave them in one area. At least we know where everybody is and we'll turn a blind eye. That's what and it looks whoever like right lives now. down there, you'll have to Tough. deal with it. And if you own a business down there, Tough. sucks to be you. All right. Um, the United States and Mexico and issues about guns. So, Metamoris, Mexico. Yes. Bad place. Don't go there for a tummy tuck. Unfortunately, four people decided, let's go and do that. Two people are dead. One was injured. One came back unharmed. Correct. But obviously, life changed. Okay. So... Where did the where did the cartel member get the gun to kill two Americans? Well, they probably got them all from here. They got the it all States. from here. I mean, we, we're producing we produce tons of guns. Okay, and they're getting them from here. So, uh, the Mexican government said five hundred thousand to eight hundred and seventy three thousand guns are trafficked from the U.S. across the southern border in Mexico. Do you believe that? I would assume it's probably something like that. So Mexico keeps bringing fentanyl and killing our kids into the United States. But, you know, what we're doing is we're allowing people from Mexico to buy our guns and bring them back into Mexico. If I'm the Mexican president, that doesn't make me happy. That makes me very upset. Uh, And, you know, he even said the other day. Hey, we're safer than the U.S., which not really is true. It's full of crap. Right. You can look at certain. He's full of crap. He's absolutely full of crap. There is nothing, you know, maybe in Mexico City you can say, well, you're safer than being in downtown Phoenix in certain areas in Mexico City. But if you want to talk about going to Tijuana or, uh, you know, uh, Manamoris or any of these other places, yeah, think about it for a second. So Mexico in large part, part fueled by the U.S., uh, steady flow of guns uh, go across the border. So, so. The gun that was used to kill two Americans, the cartel got the gun from America. It's amazing what goes on at the border, man. Mm -hmm. The things that go, it's just incredible. The amount of drugs, the amount of fentanyl, the amount of guns. It's such a dangerous place. But the good news is, guess who's in town today? Oh, Oh, our boy Mayorkas. Oh, well, Bob Solf, drop the mic, it's over. He's at the border with Governor Hobbs. Now, he works for the government of the United States, right? Yes, he does. I think he's like, what is he, the Homeland Security? So, he's the secretary. He's the secretary of Homeland Security. So, and that does what? a swell fellow, from what I understand. No. Uh, What's going on at the border Mm -hmm. is going to be better. Uh, Nothing's ever wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And then off the mic, he's like, this place is a dump. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So... We've got that. But he is in town. He is talking to the governor. Here's all you need to know about Mayorkas. Okay. Did he ever meet with Doug Ducey when he was governor? 
Did he ever go to a, a meeting and invite Doug Ducey when he was governor? The answer is no. Remember when Governor Ducey didn't even know Mayorkas was in Arizona? And Mayor, I think he was down in Yuma. Yeah, that's right. He went and met yeah. with Doug Nichols. Yeah, but he didn't. Man, add, he did not, did not meet, meet with, with the governor. The governor, Gov- because he is a weasel. You don't. You're a Democrat, and you don't want to meet with the governor of Arizona, who's a Republican. So you'll wait until a new governor is elected and our new governor is a Democrat and you're happy to meet with Katie Hobbs. That makes you pathetic. It makes me te- it makes it makes me know you don't care about the border. You didn't want to meet with our Republican governor, but it's great to meet with our Democratic governor. I don't like that kind of play. That means Mayorkas is not only bad at his job, should be impeached, uh, should be fired by Biden. Uh, he's not going to do anything for us. I don't like that. When you take a meeting with a Democrat, but you never take one with a Republican and vice versa, that means you're a weasel. And that's my orcus. Yeah. Well, that's and and like I said, how many times have we heard him talk off the mic about how bad it is? And then he goes in front of Congress and everybody else. If there is one person that I'm absolutely about getting rid of and investigating when it comes to the Republicans right now, I've got no problem with you blowing my orcus out. This guy has been absolutely as Awful is advertised. All right, coming up next, Arizona has a problem with chronic absenteeism from school. Are the parents to blame? Next. Three, two, one, yeah. Right. I Chad, love that. How many kids you have in the house? Now I can't keep up. Uh, as of uh, Thursday, Jack will be here, so I'll have five, four in the house, <laughs> oh. not counting uh, my uh, myself. Okay. So four in the house. What if one of your kids says, "Listen, Dad, uh, I need a mental health day. Uh, can I so stay I. home get from up school and get to uh, uh, to school? That's life." So the, you're a no. I'm a hell no. You're a hard no. Hard. Okay. No. I bring this up uh, for a couple of different reasons. First of all, chronic absenteeism in Arizona is a big problem. Uh, the rate was roughly, what was it, 15 16% before the pandemic, 14 or 15%? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the latest we saw, 25%. All right. So in doing all the research, well, some people can't afford uh, to, to, they don't have a car, they can't drive their kids Did they to not school. have a car pre-pandemic? Yes. So we're talking uh, some, and a lot of it, not a lot of it, part is uh, Native Americans. Some of their kids are missing schools. Excuse me. Some of their kids are missing school. Uh, their parents have a couple different jobs. Uh, they've got to help with the, the kids. They've got to do all that kind of stuff. So they're missing school. Okay. That, that I might understand. But as I said with you, mental health. You know what? I I understand that less because when you want to push your kid and go, don't end up in the position I am where we're trying to do this, you need to get to school, get an education and get out of this situation. No, I get it. But if you have a three-year-old at home and mom and dad have to work or you don't eat that night, maybe your kid stays home. I, I get what you're saying, though. So I'm reading this article about how some parents are letting their kids have a mental health day. Okay. Such a white person thing. Is it a white person is, thing? So, let's be honest. Oh, it's geez. a white person thing. Oh, my God. I'm having such a day. Okay, I don't know what that voice is, but. It's, it's a white person Okay, thing. let me throw this at you. So there's a story out there, and mom lets her daughter stay at home. And it's not because she's sick. There are some issues with friends. Okay. I don't know if she's getting bullied. Maybe that's the case. But here's the deal. 
if you're missing school, you, you what is it, 10%? You, if it's over yeah, 10%, 10%? If you miss 10%, it's 180 days. Yeah. And if you miss 18, you're consistent, what, chronically absent. Right, because chronic absenteeism is already high in Arizona. Okay. The rate continues to, to go up. And it's because children, some of it, are were not used to going to school during COVID. So now they don't want to go to school. So now they say, listen, I can't handle it today. Can I just stay home? And what I'm saying is some parents are saying, yes, you can stay home. I'm so tired for today, mom and dad. You know how hard it is to play tetherball. Don't you think that every kid doesn't want to go to school? Yeah. I mean, I, listen, Get I know to school. I know that some kids are, can't wait to go to school. Okay, fine. But you know what? If I told my parents, listen, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> What is it? I, I mean, I'm getting put in the car. I'll, I, if I was 10 and I don't feel like it today, Dad, my dad's putting me in the car in my pajamas and he's taking me to school. Because you need to. Yeah. This is part of life. But you know what? We've fostered this through not just this time. Look what we're talking about every day. What we Yesterday was Monday. What is it? Do Minimum Monday. What was it again, uh, Becky Lynn? Minimum, minimum, minimum Madness Monday. Minimum what was it? Monday. It was the Monday. Bare Minimum. Bare Minimum right. Monday. Half-ass Monday, whatever it's you want to call it. Don't say that word. But, you know, half. I know I shouldn't have said that. But the reality <laughs> is, is we... We, we are fostering this, and it's it's translating into, oh, uh, hey, I want a four-day work week, but I don't want to work 40 hours. I just want to work 32. And now we're letting kids go, I'm so tired. You know it's going to school? Right? Smart kids, kids who are hustle and drive. Mom and dad are putting a, a premium on their education, and they're not taking crap for them. I was looking at the breakdown of this. Mm. Asian kids, virtually no change pre-pandemic to now. Yeah. But you go and look at poor kids. You go and look at kids of, of color. Uh, what, what are you doing? And why, why kids? You're the ones. It's your parents. Like, oh, do you need a mental health day? I, did you have a hard day yesterday? I knew uh, I knew one mom who let her kid miss a week of school because she broke up with her boyfriend. Oh, for the love of God. Was, oh, no. did, did, did he leave school after no. a week? No. No. He went to school. He he did go to school. You know why? Because there was the other hot chick there. And he liked. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the. Uh, I'm just saying though. Who would do that? Would you let? Uh, would no, you, I wouldn't do it. No, I think it's no. ridiculous. Right. Of course, oh, I think it's ridiculous. It's the most insane thing. You can thing. take five days off, honey, because I know you're going to see him at school. Oh, my Lord. Oh, geez. Go to school. Uh, why isn't Trump in jail? Uh, that's a great question, right? Because he promised this Tuesday, and I'm checking it. It's so he Tuesday. Lied. He lied. Uh, no, I think what happened is they ended, ended up interviewing somebody yesterday, and instead of meeting today, the grand jury, they're meeting tomorrow. Well, what did he say? He said he was going to be, be arrested on Monday. Yeah, arrested Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. But, okay. I don't care about the day. He's not getting arrested. Well, he's not getting arrested the way okay, he so why did, it's So why do you do he's it? He's going to be indicted. Why did he say, I'm getting arrested on Tuesday? Because, of it, well, I mean, he's going to be indicted. That's like but it. But why did he say, I'm going to get arrested? Because I think they had been talking. No. Now, now, his people have been talking. Well, no. it's also a great grift. I mean, let's be there real. There you go. But Thank you. There it you is go. coming this week by, by but all. But he's not going to get arrested and put in handcuffs. No, it's, there's no perp walk, right? No. There's not going to be one of those things where, you know, he's we're going to see him and his hair is a mess and he's looking. None of that stuff. And by the way, he doesn't deserve that in this case no, in New in York. not in this case. Look, you can get mad at Trump for a lot of different things. There's things they're looking at him from, from you know, uh, well, I think January 6th kind of, that's kind of done and dusted at this point. But, you know, what they're looking at him in Georgia. But the reality of this insanity of what they're trying to do. In New York. In New York. It's this activist DA, and we're going to get him. You guys are insane. You really are. How dumb are you? It makes people who don't even like Trump root for him because I think if you look at the case, listen. It backs up the witch hunt. It's 
Well, this is a, this you could say he's a witch hunt. Yeah. I'm fine with saying that. Um, he's gross for cheating on his wife with a porn star and paying her off. Okay, he's gross. Um, but did he do anything illegal and does he deserve to go to jail? The answer is no. Yeah. So it is such a stretch. It is such a reach. And listen, I think it's possible to acknowledge that th- there's no doubt in New York they're overplaying their hand. Yeah. No doubt about it. But you can also question why the former president keeps finding himself in all these legal battles. I mean, the thing in Georgia, man, that's big. How about the mishandling of classified documents? Well, that's that was big. big up until what? Up until, up we until found Biden it. did it. Until everybody did it. Like, <laughs> yeah, screw it. That's I mean, fine. We've not heard a word about that, right? It was like, okay, we're done with this. I guess. So, you know, it's but like, the oh, elect- this guy did it, and that guy did it, and this so guy, we're going back. They're all fine. It's the stuff. New York case is outrageous. Yeah. And that's and, the one we're talking about yes. that's closest. He says, well, now his people are saying, probably indicted tomorrow, but won't go to New York to surrender until Fine. next week. Oh, goodness gracious. Because you I, have to deal with he the... He shouldn't uh, even be guilty no, here he anyway. No, no, he shouldn't. Uh, but the mishandling of the documents, maybe. How about the election tampering in Georgia? Absolutely. Uh, we can look at that stuff. This one in New York, just silly. Silly! He's gross for doing it, but he's it's not illegal, and he shouldn't go to jail for it. All right, what's it like to own a business right next to the homeless encampment in downtown Phoenix? We spoke to a business owner. I mean, you're not going to believe what he's going through. There was a body that was burnt in a dumpster today. Oh, that's right. A couple of months ago, there was a fetus that was burned in a dumpster. What the hell's going on down there? Next. All right, uh, I've got, I'm going to hit you with something here. Is this a crazy thought? Because what we've talked about uh, a lot today is the homeless encampment, downtown Phoenix. We talked to a business owner. Uh, Joe Falacci joined us. He owns a business down there. And and people are trying to eat at a sandwich shop. And and outside, the defecating, people are urinating. Taking their clothes off, screaming and yelling at people. Yes, yes. Uh, and we asked him, when did this, how bad did it, you know, how bad has this been? He says it's been three years. Three years where it's been just brutal. Can we blame this on COVID? No. Why not? Blame it on the drugs. Well, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm talking, to, I guess I should, let me, let me ask it again. Should we blame the fact that nothing has been done on it because maybe it was Governor Ducey, it was the Phoenix City Council, I mean, they, COVID might they have had everything, every, they took their eye off of it. it you know what it is? It has been, but it was going downhill. He said that. It started before COVID and right. it, then it ramped up. Right. And now uh, nobody wants to touch it. But it seems like everything was ignored during COVID. And now we're really seeing it look like San Francisco, downtown Phoenix. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was, I mean, there's no doubt that that played a portion of it. Uh, you know, the drugs got harder during COVID. There's no doubt about that as fentanyl has ramped itself up. Now we got Trank. Watch out for that. Okay. Uh, but the, the reality is here's the thing. It is, it's not something easy to solve because too many people that, that need to be involved in this, uh, you know, what happens is you're going to get all of these groups. They're going to come out and they're going to fight for their right to camp in the middle of wherever they want to camp in and not touch any of their stuff and allow them to just essentially rule the neighborhoods the way that they want to. And we're going to there's nobody that's going to take a hard line stance, which is what needs to be done, because look around the country. You know, what's not working. 
the other way, where you're just using feelings to try to solve a problem that can't be solved like that. So the owner, uh, Joe, uh, downtown Phoenix, yes, in this question. I mean, obviously, this has hurt your business. And the people that show up every day, what are they saying? Are they just, I mean, do they feel the same way we do? Just shock and just disgust? <laughs> yeah, most people do. Some people have a lot of empathy for them. And, and it's that's normal. You know, you, you got to feel sorry for these people. But, uh, you know, guys, personally, my opinion, there has to be a shift. You know, this is just totally out of control. There has to be a shift in thinking. Uh, the uh, The state has to get involved. The city has to get involved. The churches have to get involved. And there has to be a common sense solution to this, uh, this situation. These poor people are on deep uh, drugged out. They're uh, mentally ill. Uh, I'm going to stop it right there because... Listen, this man's business has been ruined. Yeah. And he still has the, the, the empathy and some sympathy for the folks in downtown Phoenix. Because, as we said, a lot of them are on drugs. They are mentally ill. A lot of times they, they don't know what they're doing. I'm not trying to excuse everything because it really is a mess. But that's a guy who could have made a million dollars off of the restaurant he built for 40 years. Now he's looking at less than 150 grand if he yeah, sells. Yeah, right around there. And he still has the caring voice and says, I see it, and it's sad, and I feel bad for them. But at the end of the day, man, you're a politician in Arizona. Get off your rear end and fix this issue Absolutely. before we become San Francisco. You want to be mad at people? Be mad at the people that are ignoring this and allowing this to continue to happen. And I know they're supposed to be meeting tomorrow to talk about this, the Phoenix City Council. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that's just, just to make people happy. Well, we'll cover it tomorrow. Becky Lynn is next. Uh, we're fun. Deal with it.